Whether you're self-managing or using a financial advisor, I think there's certain criteria you should put together for yourself on how to pick your portfolio. So on today's podcast, you'll go behind the scenes on how we as a firm choose investment strategies for our clients. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. That's what we do here. That's the job of Mo Param of the fiduciary virtual firm Cloud Vesters, virtual with a human touch and and helping people in all stages of their financial life. I mean, that's what you do, Mo. I mean, yeah, people entering retirement, people just starting out in their career and wanting don't have a clue how to get started, but know they need to. They know they can turn to you. It's a great firm in cloudvesters.com. Greetings to you, Mo. How'd you like that little sing-songy setup that time? Was it pretty good? Oh, man. That was good. That was good. The, the, the entire intro was good. <laughs> you always make me feel like I'm, I'm more important than I think I really am. No, you really are. <laughs> You're just being modest. That's it. You're being modest. Be modest and, and humble. You know, I'll be modest, uh, and this is for real. I wouldn't, especially starting out, if, if somebody said, all right, build a portfolio, okay. Can I, do I have an option of either doing that or brain surgery on someone? <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Whoa. And everyone's portfolio structure has to be different. And that's where you come in. So yeah, you do a lot of important things. Yeah. I was actually speaking to um, a client of mine, actually my first client um, in, in, in Atlanta. So when I moved from Atlanta, uh, my first client that I ever acquired and um, so that was, you know, it's been 30, a 13-year relationship. And she was just like, I, I, I don't envy you. I don't envy the work that you've had to do this year. Because we were talking about, you know, for the beginning of the year, uh, counseling clients, talking them off the edge, um, you know, doing some active management, moving, moving their, uh, their funds from one place to another, being a little defensive, um, you know, looking at their 401ks, making sure we have the right strategies there. So, and, and that is for a good majority of our clients, the first quarter of the, of this year, that's what, that's all we we were doing. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, she was just like, I, I just don't envy you. <laughs> right. Right. Because of, because of all the responsibility that you have. And I well, said, you do you have, have a lot. We have a lot of responsibility. We don't take this this um, this you know this job, um, the role that clients have given us. Um, uh, they've invited us into their financial world, and use and ask us to give them advice and to and counsel to make sure that they feel confident about their investment strategy and their financial plan, not just their investment strategy, but their financial plan overall. So we don't take it lightly, and we we've, we've built a solid team and are continual continuously building a team to uh, to be able to address all of our clients' concerns. Well, that's it. And, you know, you you do this from your heart, but you also have a legal fiduciary responsibility to act in everyone's best interest. And you have to get to know them and you have to gauge their 
risk tolerance. It depends on where they are in life. It depends on where our economy is. And I don't know if it's quite in the toilet yet, but it's getting close <laughs> right it's now. It's in the bathroom. It's in the bathroom. It's heading there. <laughs> it's, it's asked the waiter, uh, could you tell me where the restroom is, please? <laughs> it's it's getting close. Yeah, of course, we know it, you have to expect these things. Uh, I mean, it happens. I mean, we, we had a long run there. So right. we were due. Yeah, we've had we had a really a really long run, um, and we knew there was going to be some type of pullback in the market at some point, right? And, and, and you, like you said, it happens, right? It's part of the market cycle. But I think uh, the uh, the speed, right, and how fast it's dropped and it continues to drop um, has has a lot of people worried, right? Um, and it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of measures taken taking place to help with mitigating as much uh, of, of the volatility as possible. So it's scary for some people, you know, depending on what season of life you're in. You know, if you are retired or retiring very soon, um, especially if you're retired and you're taking distributions from your retirement accounts, this could be a very scary time because in one hand, you're taking distributions for income. Right, just to you know make ends mm-hmm. meet, but then you're you may be taking it from a depreciating asset, right? If your money's in a four hundred one one k IRA, and if it's down 15 percent, just from normal market declines, and you're taking distributions, you know that's almost a double whammy. And then if inflation continues to go where it is, then the, the amount that you were projecting to take out this year is probably going up a little more. So you're increasing your distribution, and you're taking it in the down market. Yeah. And wow, that's why the plans are living, breathing. I mean, they have to be based on where we are now. Yeah, that's why we always say, you know, um, the plan. So some 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 clients ask, you know, what makes us different from other firms? And, you know, not to toot our own horn, but we plan. And that's that's the big difference between us and other firms. A lot of firms have a great investment strategy for you. So they'll say, Dave, you know, with your you know, half a million, one million dollars, whatever the number is, right? This is the investment strategy we have. We're going to project these type of returns, and you'll have X, Y, Z, whatever it may be um, at the end of time. Yours is more holistic. Ours is more holistic. So it's like, okay, well, okay, let's say your 500000 turns to a million whenever you retire. Well, how are we going to take the money out? Like, what's the, what's the distribution strategy? How are we going to uh, uh, – uh, take into consideration taxes when it comes to the distributions. What are we going to do when it comes to these these times when the market is pretty volatile? What's our strategy to go in and out of different sectors? Or do we even, even have a strategy to go in, in and out of different sectors? Um, are we are we adding to these funds? Are we, you know, they just, they just don't really have a, a complete yeah. holistic strategy. Uh, are we going to, with the pressure that we're having on our assets right now, you, I know the plan was to defer Social Security to your 70, but you know what? Maybe we turn Social Security on this year, right? But just to not have to make any further distributions from your investment accounts. So there's there's a lot that goes into planning that I think some advisors just don't, either they don't consider or they don't even you know, say that they do this, right? They say they're wealth managers and that's it. And that's the missing piece. The planning, in my opinion, is the missing piece. It has to work in concert. It has to be cohesive. And you can't just offer up a couple of trees. You have to offer up the forest. 
You have to because, you know, yesterday I was speaking with a client and, you know, we started the relationship in November of last year. So, you know, market was still humming at that point. And but since then, you know, really almost at the high point of the market. And, you know, he's down 19. Well, they're down. Uh, it's a couple. They're down 19 percent and nothing. And, you know, he started the meeting. You know, I could tell he was a little, you know, arms crossed. I could tell he was a little <laughs> upset uh, with the performance. Uh-huh. But, you know, it was uh Give we you left that body the meeting. language, huh? We give you the body language, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, we, he left the meeting Uncrossed. a little more reassured, okay? Because even with the market volatility, you know, I, I you know, I showed, uh, you know, some Vanguard target date funds that you know that are even less conservative than we, we are, and they're down just about as much as we are. And but I went back to the plan. Right. I went back to the plan and said, even with the uh, with the volatility we've experienced over the last six months, your plan is still solid. It still works. Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't project a 19, whatever, 19 percent loss this year. But even with that loss, your plan is still solid. But don't you build in safeguards to anticipate uh, these worst case scenarios? We build in safeguards, you know, we'll build in what ifs, you know, what if interest rates go up X, Y, Z percent? What if the market goes down this percentage? Um, You know, a a lot of times, especially for our, um, well, for most of our clients, actually, we run a 4% return, you know, so that's, so, you know, we believe if your plan can't survive a 4% return, then, you know, uh, you may be setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So we, we, we run very humble returns. Um, but then again, we stress test it, right? Um, you know, what if, you know, what if one spouse is pa- one spouse passes away earlier than we anticipated? How does that if- impact their mm-hmm. uh, their in their income plan? You know, because uh, you we almost have to anticipate is, the worst case. Yeah, during retirement, especially you know, if well, uh, you know, in retirement, if one spouse passes away, you're going to lose a for a source of income mm-hmm. right, one person's social security is going to drop off the books the highest one stays on and not only are you dealing with the emotional loss you may you're dealing with the financial loss and that could you know if it's if you're not prepared for it that could really be um, you'd be set yourself up for failure so again it all comes back to, to having a plan and that's that's the key thing that uh, we tell our clients is that we're not just building fancy portfolios and, you know, and, and that's it. No, we, we have a plan. We have a plan for you. And I know we're going to get to all ages. This is not just about retirement, but you, you said something a moment ago that you always make me think anyway. So you made me think about this. You were talking about having to uh, taking distributions now. And I've been focusing our economy in ter- in the retirement universe of thinking about uh, feeling sorry, really, for the people who are close to their target date for retirement. And then this is we're here now and that. And some people, unfortunately, may have to delay. But you made me think of what about those people who are nearing the age of 72? where they have to they where they must take distributions i guess that's unfortunate timing for them too that's yeah it's unfortunate timing for them you know um whether they need the distribution for income right whether they need it or not 72 you're going to have to take those distributions and yeah i mean you are you depending on where you are you know you're you know if you're down 10 percent, 15 percent this year 
and you you're you're not taking a distribution uh, or you have to take a distribution right you're taking distributions from a de- de- depreciating asset so not only are you again going down 10 15% but now you're literally because if most of your assets are in the market then you're selling those assets at a discount and then taking the distribution out and uh, unless you're and you can't really you can't reinvest your your you can't convert your distributions your rmds so you're missing out on that tax the tax uh, piece of it so right um, yeah it, it's it's yeah for for those who are in the rmd stages of their lives um hopefully they, they did some planning ahead of time to uh to uh, anticipate this, to anticipate that's what, that's that's what I was looking for to anticipate for this. perfect lead in, perfect lead in to where we're going here. It's building that portfolio through your life, yeah, and the tools necessary. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we, we try to you know kind of have different, I'd call it mandates, right? But the different ways that we would look to construct plans, investment plans for clients, and you know, there's some things that we look at when it comes to choosing specific investments themselves but also just the the approach that we take to to building a portfolio so we try to look for almost three types of investment strategies you know one i would say is we're looking for um i don't want to be too geeky but for beta (laughs) b-e-t-a beta and all that means for us is you know we want a portion of our our clients' assets that's always going to be invested in the market, always. That's beta, right? That's the well. Beta is beta is a measurement of risk. I hear people talking about the alpha and the omega and the Monte Carlo <laughs> and the beta. You know, I, I uh, really I, I don't know exactly what all those are. So, so beta is essentially a measure of risk. So, a beta. So you have a benchmark that you're. I'll take a little step back. Okay. So when some when people are asking themselves, "How am I doing in the market?" Because that's a that's a very relative question, right? Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Well, I don't know. What are you What are you comparing it to? Because if you're comparing it to the S and P five hundred, for instance, let's say the S and P five hundred is at ten uh, percent, mm-hmm. and you're at ten percent. So if you ask me how am I doing, I say, "Wow, you're doing." You know, you're doing just as great as the S and P 500. Mm-hmm. If you're at 12, percent you're outperforming it. Uh, if you're at four, and the S and P 500 is at is down 10, percent what I say, you're killing it. S and P is down 10, you're up four, you're killing it, right? So you have to have some type of reference to say to answer that question of how am I doing. So the 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 benchmark that most advisors, even clients use to compare their performance is the S&P 500. And why, why is that a better benchmark? Uh, it's, a, it's a good starting point because it's the top 500 companies in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and those companies can change depending on market size. Um, and, it, and it has a very strong track record. So it's a good starting point to, to compare yourself to, to compare your performance to. And then you and then you think about how much of that. So if you think about the S and P five hundred, that's a growth type of strategy, mm-hmm. right? So then you ask yourself, well, if that's the case, how much of that growth am I comfortable taking? 
right? So if I am a conservative investor, then you may say to yourself, I'm comfortable taking on maybe 50 to 60% of the risk. So if the S&P goes up 10, if my portfolio is somewhere between five and six, I'm happy, I quote unquote happy, because I've taken on half of the risk of the market. Okay. Because you don't want to take on the, the because if you're taking on all the risk on the upside, that means you're taking on all the risk on the downside. Mm-hmm. So if, if you say to yourself, if I'm happy with 50%, call it 50% of the upside, then I'm not taking on all the risk on the downside. So beta is a measurement of that all of that risk. Okay. So a beta of one means that you're taking on 100% of the, of the market risk. So most people means, don't want that, do they? Most people. Oh, well, it depends on where you are in your life. Okay. You know, if you are a growth and a growth investor, then you may want to at least be able to capture as much of the market returns. So we we as a firm believe that there should be some type of diversification in there. Right. So we're. Again, if you're taking on all the risk on the upside, that's great if, if when the market is humming. But. The S&P 500 year to date is down somewhere between 18 and 19%. And I haven't looked at it t- today. But that means that you're, if you're taking on all the risk on the upside, that means your entire that means all you're taking on all the risk on the downside. So you're probably down somewhere 18, 19%. So do you have anything to buffer those losses? Mm-hmm. So when we look at building a portfolio for clients, one thing that we want to look at is we want a portion of our client's money that's 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 always invested in the market right so whether it's asset allocation right so whether it is you know 80% of your market's 80% of your, like the 80 20 rule right so 80% of your of your assets may be in equities 20% in fixed income whatever it may be 70 30 um, 60 40 whatever it is mm-hmm. but we want a portion of your money that's always invested in the market so whether the market goes up or the market goes down we're just going to keep a portion of your dollars just just always invested, right? Because you're, you know, market, and again, market cycles will always happen. So we just want to have some of our money that's there in the market. So we kind of look at that as kind of like beta, right? We would just want to have some, some of our assets just constantly in the market. The rule of 100 is so simple, but I mean, it really is a great rule of thumb, at least a starting point also, because when you're 30, you're okay. I having seventy percent at risk, right? On the based on the rule of one hundred. When you're fifty, you'd have fifty percent at risk. If you went strictly by that rule, when you're when you're sixty, you could have forty percent at risk. Right. Does that still hold up today? Uh, you know, it's it's. Well, th- think about it. So, if you were fifty, and you had fifty percent of your portfolio in. And fixed income, so bonds, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Yes, bonds aren't doing that well. This, I mean, this bonds are supposed to be non-correlated, hedging against uh, the market volatility, but but bonds are having a lot of pressure this year. So, you know, what you think was going to be a conservative, no, I'll say balanced portfolio, it's it's having the same type of returns as a growth portfolio because of the pressure the bonds have. So what I would say is instead of having that rule of thumb where you go 100% of your assets uh, are going to be um, following that rule of 100, mm-hmm. this could be part of that 
first port bucket of money that I'm referring to, that, that beta portion of your assets, where you say, okay, out of my assets that I know are always going to be in the market, maybe, I don't know, let's try to do the easy math here. So let's say I have $100,000 I want to invest. Maybe 50% of my $100,000, i am going to follow that rule of 100. Okay, you will follow so, it with 50. I got it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm so with 50 you. so 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 $50,000 out of that $50,000 and they say I'm 50 years old. 50% is so $25,000 is going to be in uh, equities. Okay. Maybe equity mutual funds, maybe equity ETFs, but it, it's, it's going to be in equities. And then the other 25,000 we're going to use some type of fixed income bond uh, some type of conservative portfolio. Mm -hmm. So that would leave $50,000 left to manage, but out of that original $50,000, I'm, I'm following the rule of 100. Okay, you did it on half of that then. Okay. Did it on half of that. Okay. Now the other half, we may want to do um, something that's maybe a little more actively managed, right? So what I mean by actively managed is, you know, you may be moving in and out of different sectors. You may be moving out of different types of funds or different um, uh, uh, individual holdings themselves based off market conditions. So what I mean by that is, like right now, tech is getting hammered, right? So maybe part of your portfolio, you're getting out of tech, you're going into energy, um, you're getting out of consumer consumer staples. You're going into utilities. You're getting out of financials. You know, you, you're being a little more actively uh, uh, managing your there's assets based off you know market conditions. Okay, right. So that's a little active management. You're taking a little more guessing, and sometimes you'll miss. Sometimes you'll win. But what you're trying to do is just adjust that portion of your assets for market conditions. You're doing it in a structured way. Though. You're doing it in a structured way. So maybe out of that $50,000 that's left, maybe you know $30,000 is that, that active management, right? Um, uh, and, then, and then you have, and then we have some assets that are, um, I'd say a little more diversified, well, I'd say more diversified in the sense of they may they may go a little defensive if need to. Yeah. Right. So if the market is going is going sour, you know what? They're going straight into cash. They're going completely. They're taking complete risk off the table, um, and that way to to limit some of that downside. And maybe and what I say that was like twenty thousand. So twenty thousand of your portfolios in that in 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 that uh, type of strategy, mm -hmm. where yesterday we. You may pull. They may pull. That portion of your money may be out of the market altogether if if stuff hits the fan, like they're getting out of the market altogether. And so, uh, to again to hedge uh, downside, to limit the downside uh, of the uh, downside volatility. And so, when you think about it, those are kind of the things that we look at, right? Portion of our money, a portion of my clients' money that's that's in the market, always invested a portion that's actively managed, right, for market conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you may be taking um, big swings, um, but again, it's just to be active during during different um, market conditions. And then you have some that's defensive. Listen, if the market gets too crappy, it's going straight to cash. Mm -hmm. It's going straight to bonds no matter what. And so that's what that part changes over time. So even this allocation we were talking about, it's not static either. 
It's not static either. I'm just, I, I just do a, a, a number. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of giving you an idea of what we're thinking about behind the scenes, right? Because those numbers, the strategies might be the same, having money that's actively managed, having money that's in the market consistently, having some money that's defensive. That, that could be a staple for everyone. How much in each one of those different strategies will vary. Were you always interested in this? I mean, did you know, how, when did you know you wanted to be in the financial industry? Is it something that just came easy to you as a, even as a child? Well, I was, I was always good at math. Uh huh. Um, so I loved math. Um, but for my interest in the financial industry was more, um, out of, out of, it was actually by accident, really, to be honest, I was, uh, my degrees in marketing and advertising. So I wanted to be, uh, you know, in marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take, any product you can think of and how do I put it on billboards? How do I, you know, uh, get commercials out? How do I direct commercials, you know, ad campaigns, marketing. And that's all, that's what I wanted to do. I I, I had for that. (laughs) I got, I was hired as a marketing assistant for a investment for a financial planning. Oh. And, um, yeah. You started yeah, seeing I, who was driving the better cars, point. right? <laughs> <laughs> who had the, you know, who had the better suits, you know. Right. Uh, the, I mean, I mean, there's the a lot to that. It looks a little different in mine at 23 years old, you know. I saw that in, different. in radio, you know. I saw, hey, wait a minute, the salespeople here, they're driving better vehicles. I know. I need to get into <laughs> that game. <laughs> But no, it's not. It's not all that. But hey, that is, you know, it's funny you say that. So much of life is by accident. Like you said. It so is. It really is. Um, But yeah, I I just started seeing more. I was was getting involved more in the planning meetings. um, And questions were being asked asked me of. I was 23, 22, 23, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And. And they were saying, you know, so we're targeting these younger clients, you know, you know, what, what are your thoughts if we said this or if we presented it this way? So Using you as a focus group. As a focus group, basically, yeah. Again, with my marketing background. Yeah. Right? And I started to gravitate more towards the planning side um, because now I really started to see it's kind of weird because market – I'm not marketing a product, right? A financial a financial planning is not a, my opinion, it's not a product, right? Um, so it was different than what I was used to. So I started getting, well, what I was what I was studying, uh, well, well, what I studied, you know, I studied how to- It's a, a concept, product. really. This is a concept. I never really thought about marketing a concept. Yeah. But then when I actually started to see what was actually being presented to clients and what the end results were, I, I was more gravitated towards the planning side. And so much of that happens in life, you know, and it's all, you know, I, I mean, I think for a reason, there's something behind that, some master plan mm-hmm. that you didn't know. Yeah. But if you hadn't been interested in marketing, it wouldn't have led you to this. So, that's right. See, yeah. it wouldn't have. Well, we're looking at building portfolios and in all stages of life. And we'll take a quick break just to learn a little bit more about cloud vesters. It's a very quick one. And then back to wrap it up, we'll just look at what a portfolio, what a standard portfolio should have in it with Mo. He'll go over some of that when we continue on Your Finances Untangled. 
can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back at it. Yeah, CloudVestors. Check out that website, CloudVestors.com. Learn about this firm. Again, virtual with the human touch. Uh, many people like the idea of just being able to have uh, set up their portfolio, like we're talking about, their financial planning strategies from the comfort of their own home, but still dealing with someone who knows them. And uh, then reviews that really have to come along this process. As we talked about how these plans are living and breathing plans based on changes in your life based on changes with legislation from Washington based on changes in the whole whole economic climate as we're dealing with now that's where cloudvestors comes in so cloudvestors.com mo param you know we're talking about building the portfolio and I, I was actually thinking about we really don't have time now but we should do this someday where I play the role we have time to prep for it a little better when I play the role of for instance, first off, I'll be a 30 year old and we'll give myself a set salary, you know, will give me oh, where yeah. I am and you give me the initial you know, elevator pitch on the, the financial strategy that I should be looking at. And then we'll make me 40, 50, 60 and we may stop there. No, we'll go on, on up to <laughs> retirement. Uh, no, I like I have, that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I think that yeah, would be fun. We that. definitely won't stop at 60. Uh, we'll keep going with it, but you know, let's plan on doing that. So we could maybe call this the preview of it. You know, we're talking about building the portfolio. Uh, what does a good standard po portfolio have in it? Ooh, good standard portfolio. Uh, good question. So I'd say a, a standard portfolio. Okay. So standard portfolio might have mutual funds inside of it okay etfs which is a exchange traded fund um has a little bit of cash in it and good to look at that now isn't it yeah For yeah it's, it's, yeah if you think about so when i think of portfolio i think of big picture right so i think of your entire investment plan Right. So you may have. So when I think of portfolio, I think of like your 401k. I also think of, you know, you may have uh, individual mutual funds in a joint account outside of retirement. Then you may have a separate Roth IRA. Um, so I look at it. Maybe you have a little bit of crypto. Right. So I look at the entire pie as your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, your portfolio should have a little bit of cash in it, mutual funds. ETFs, maybe even some individual stocks that you hold, right? Um, but cash, like you mentioned before, by cash, cash, yeah, cash is one thing. It, it's uh, it reduces the volatility, right? It's completely cash is cash, right? So it doesn't go up, it doesn't go down. It's just cash. And you need but it also, for yeah, life emergencies too. You need it for life emergencies, but then you also look at it as opportunity. You, you may need it for opportunity. What I mean by opportunity is. 
the market, for instance, the market is so down right now, this could be a good entry point for someone who's, who is looking to maybe do some catch up or just really just take advantage of the market conditions are in right now. And there really is only three ways to invest, uh, three ways to, to invest in the sense of actually investing money. You're either going to have to sell investments, right? Maybe you have, um, hundred grand in some mutual funds, you want to sell some of those investments so that you can have cash in order to buy new, uh, a new stock or a new mutual fund, whatever it may be. Um, you're either going to have to give cash, right? So actually, you know, invest your dollars into the market, mm-hmm. um, or you have some cash in your portfolio that's already like in your in, inside your 401k already or inside your IRA that's literally just cash in your portfolio. And then now the market, then you can use that cash that's already in there to buy. So if you look at some mutual funds or ETFs or uh, even stock portfolios, you might see like a line item that says, you know, 2% of your, of your mutual funds in cash, 3% of it's in cash. And why is that cash there? That cash is there primarily to be able to buy if, there's opportunity, if opportunity presents itself. So cash plays a big, a yeah, big role. In, and it has in to. Yeah. You mentioned the pie. And uh, so it can be a lot in that pie of the portfolio. Which, sli- which uh, slices are bigger and which are little teeny slices like when you don't want to <laughs> get too full, but you want to taste that pie? Uh, you know, um, you know, you might have a. I think in crypto would be the teeny slice, maybe. Right. So you might have crypto that's a, that's a small slice, right? If you just want to get into the space, you know, we've seen, you know, for the last few years, crypto has taken off, but we, we're seeing a crypto, what do call it? A crypto winter, I guess they call it. So you're seeing, you know, some of these cryptocurrencies have either gone defunct, like they're basically down to nothing, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, sharp decreases, you know, 50, 60, 70% drops this year. So, um, but again, if you're forward thinking, long term thinking, maybe you're thinking that you know this, this is this is something that's in its infancy stage. You believe in it, and you feel that you know five years, ten years from now, uh, cryptocurrency is going to be you know a mainstay in our in our economy. So yeah, like you said, maybe two, three, four, five percent of your portfolio is in some type of crypto strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a small portion is in. Um, Futures, um, you know, if you think about it, some people, futures, I won't even get into that because that could be very complicated. But, you know, futures uh, could be something that could be a small part of your portfolio. Uh, REITs, real estate investment mm-hmm. trust, uh, could be a small portion. Commodities, uh, you know, that's a, commodities are, I don't say great way to uh, inflation proof your portfolio, but you know the idea of, of commodities are you're you're investing in in stuff in goods, right? Um, and and that and the, even if the price increases, you're investing in those goods. So um, that could be a small portion of your investment. The bigger, bigger portions you see yeah. are are you know the the the. The equity space. So you're, you're looking at large cap. You can look at large cap companies again. Going back to the S and P 500 type of companies, um, and whether you whether you're addressing that in buying actual individual stocks, 
or you can buy large cap mutual funds or large cap uh, ETFs, right? The, the, the equity space tends to be the bigger portion. So now you're looking at somewhere, and again, depending on the season of life you're in, you know, 35, 40, maybe even 50% of your portfolios is in that equity space. And through your life, the the proportions change. I mean, the 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 size, this this the bigger slices could be different things as you get more and maybe closer to retirement or in retirement. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a big fan. For instance, I'm a big fan of dividend investing. No matter what season of life you're in, uh, meaning that you're you're participating in the profits of companies. So the dividends you receive is a percentage of the earning mm-hmm. of the company, the profit of the company. So, um, so I like getting paid, right? Even while I'm being, even while I'm patient, right? So even if the market, if you know, even if the stock doesn't appreciate that that high, you know, it goes from fifty dollars to maybe fifty two dollars at the end of the year, fifty five dollars at the end of the year, right? Um, not a major, major move, um, but you get a, you get the nice little dividend check every every quarter. So I like that. Um, and so we, we use a lot of dividend strategies for our retiree clients because they like they like that they like getting paid while they invest. So um, so I like that no matter what season of life you're in. So as you're retired, maybe that's a, a higher portion of your portfolio, right? Because you, you just like that consistent check coming in. Uh, and then maybe yeah yeah go ahead. No 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 you're on a roll here. We're building yeah. this. So, we're cooking. So we're <laughs> so yeah so um, so yeah so the, so the strategies change as as what season of life you're in too. Yeah, the movie um, was it Meet the Parents, the original one. Uh, we've talked about this before. Owen Wilson's character asks um, Ben Stiller's character. Uh, he, you know, Owen Wilson's that perfect guy. How's your portfolio? And you know, Greg says, <laughs> I'd say strong to quite strong. And <laughs> I don't know whether that meant he didn't have a portfolio or that he didn't really know or he had a little something, but he didn't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Does it mean? I think he didn't have a portfolio. He didn't, he he didn't, didn't have, have one. one, period. Yeah. But, but yeah, then you think, think you don't have to be that Owen Wilson character to have a portfolio. Anybody can have a portfolio. It's really just having a plan. It doesn't have to be uh, Owen Wilson's character's portfolio, but it's your portfolio. Right. You know, nobody's restricted from having a portfolio, right? Not at all. Not at all. You, you, you know, that, that's perfect. That's per- It's kind of like for us, you know, some clients, when they... When we when we when we reach out to them for the first time, when they reach out to us, and we have that initial conversation to you know to kind of see if, if our firm's a good fit for them, you know I'll, I'll ask sometimes you know have you ever worked with an advisor before or even sought out to work with an advisor before, and they and most of them have always said in their minds that they always thought that they needed to have a certain amount of income or even or a certain amount of assets yeah in order to use a financial advisor. So, so it kind of goes back with that portfolio, right? Some people mm-hmm. may say, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm making rich, I'm only rich collar. people have portfolios. Only rich people have portfolios. I don't have a portfolio. And it's like, uh, or I don't need a portfolio. Uh, or I don't need a financial advisor, right? It, 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 there's no real criteria in the sense of whether you need to have a financial advisor, like a standard criteria, right? Financial advisor or not. You know, if, you're, if you feel like you need help, 
in some areas of your finances, then have a financial advisor. The type of advisor you have could, could vary, right? You, there's some advisors that have minimums when it comes to portfolios. There's some advisors that that um, that charge fees that, that 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 may charge fees for the plan itself. So mm-hmm. you kind of get you know you kind of want to get a sense of the do type your due of diligence on are, it. Do your due diligence. Uh, but maybe maybe you just need a financial coach that can help you coach you through certain certain habits to kind of clean up a couple of things before mm-hmm. you hire a financial advisor. But I think the idea of you know you have to hit certain benchmarks before you know having someone help you is is I think it's wrong. You know if you need help, you need help. Bottom line, yeah, and find the person that can help you. They're out there. We're out here. I like when he um, <clears throat> he. Um, I guess it was Robert De Niro's character said, well, Greg's a male nurse. And um, Owen Wilson's character says, oh, oh, that's great. I've always wanted to give back. You know, just the other day I saw this golden retriever and he had this gimp. And he just, he looks so pitiful. I just always, and Greg said, well, yeah, well, I get paid for it. <laughs> then he gets a little defensive there. <laughs> right. uh, good conversation. Mo, oh, great conversation. Same yeah, same here. Um, I love it, and we'll we'll uh, I'll do a little homework on that. I'll be the different characters in life, and you give me the elevator pitch on what my portfolio should be. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, be a good be podcast. I think we can totally, totally do that. Well, we're dropping this bad boy. We're recording and dropping it on Friday, July 8th, 2022. So we'll get back together again next week and do it all over, Mo. Sounds like a plan, Dave. Thanks for always joining me. And everyone, thanks for listening. And subscribe, rate, share, um, like, subscribe. Do all that stuff. Like it. We'll see you next week. Did you mention like? (laughs) I think I did like, like, share, rate, um, what's it, share, rate, subscribe, subscribe, uh, listen, tune in, give us a little smiley face, give us a little smiley face, if you can, yeah, we love that, oh, and visit the website, cloudvestors.com, oh yeah, visit the website, yeah, absolutely do that, Twitter, we're on Twitter, we're on, uh, we're getting, we're on Facebook, We're, we're on LinkedIn, Oh, so you're all over, and this podcast is anywhere you download your podcast, just wherever you, whatever platform you want to search on to tell a friend you're already on it because you're listening to it. So whatever you're on, just stick with it. Oh, and cloudvestors.com, <laughs> right? It's there too. Wow. All right. Have a great week, Mo. Uh, you too, Dave. Talk to you next week. Right here on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. 